0: so glad that you are back with us yet again for another episode of our weekly dose of just random and weird crap we find funny. It's the best. I know, I know. How have you been this week, Ash? I've been good.
1: Uh, My mom is in town, so we're kind of catching up a little bit. I was supposed to work on some home improvement this weekend.
0: I decided not to do that, so we've
1: made multiple trips to Trader Joe's instead.
0: I mean, I feel like that if you're gonna go someplace, Trader Joe's is a good place to go. It's so um,
1: good. I had no idea. You hadn't been before? I've been like once, but I never really took the time to look. I thought it was just like one of those fancy mancy stores. And it's really not. It's not. Everything I bought today was under $5. Oh
0: my gosh. And yes, thought, it's amazing. I love I love Trader Joe's so much. Question, though, because I tried to go there a few weeks ago, and there was a line. So, did you have to wait in line today? So, we,
1: I'm telling on myself, we went earlier in the week, and we did not have to wait in line. Today,
0: we waited in line for about 20 minutes. And I do think, so I tried to go on a weekend. I tried to go, like, on a Saturday or a It was a Sunday afternoon, I think. That's probably where I went wrong, was going on the weekend. But... I really do enjoy me some Trader Joe's, not going to lie. I had no idea, and now I am addicted. You're going to have to. And really, Trader Joe's is not close to your home. You have to travel pretty, like, 45 minutes an hour to get there, right? I did. And because of that,
1: I had never had some of the foods before. So when we went back today, I, not hoardingly, I don't know if that's a word, but I made it one, but I got just like one or two extra to put in my freezer so that I didn't have to drive back up there.
0: I appreciate that. I did it out of
1: laziness, not out of selfishness.
0: No, there's several things there that I bought multiple of when I go because I just don't like going there all the time because I don't like going there on the weekends. But yes, so... In your outings this week, I know that you identified that you wanted to put out a PSA today, public service announcement about people and how they've been acting. So what is your public service announcement?
1: Okay. So I grew up with a military pastor dad, and he always said something that was really funny to us as kids, which now it probably sounds like verbal abuse, but we'll just push past that. So he would say... Hey, did you leave your brain in your room? Go back in there and get your brain. So now, I just think everyone, before you leave the house, you need to do the whole keys, wallet, phone, brain check. Like, did you put your brain in your head, and did you turn it on before you leave the house?
0: Because a lot of y'all missed that memo. There have been some really, like we talked about Karen's Gone Wild last week, so there's been a little Karen Gone Wilds action. I have also noticed that, number one, there's more people on the road, but those people who are on the road are not not. driving. Yeah, they're not driving very safely, like weaving in and out of traffic. It's like they took all of their road rage or like poor road decisions from the last two to three months and just smashed them all up into one car ride. Absolutely. So yes, I completely agree. So I, I like this. Don't check your brain or don't leave your brain at home. Check for it before you leave. Like, I before I leave my house, I do a little pat down. Like, do I have my keys? Do I have my wallet? Do I have my mask now? That's a new addition to my, like, patting myself down. But it used to be when I would go to the office, it was like, do I have my keys? Do I have my work keys? Do I have my lunch? Do I have my water bottle? Like, and so... Just making sure that your brain's part of that list.
1: Absolutely.
0: I like it. I like My dad it used big. to really
1: tell us, go check under your bed, because I think when you were sleeping it fell out. And I just think that's <laughs> so relevant right now. If you can't find your brain in this time, it's okay. It's probably under your bed. Please go check. Don't let it
0: get to be friends with the dust bunnies under there. Mm-mm. If you don't use it, you will lose it. Yes. Knowledge is power. Ting. You remember that from Saturday Morning Cartoons? No.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm old. We're a little bit of an age difference. Oh, I didn't bring that up. I'm sorry.
0: I Um. wrote my bio for the Facebook page today, and I was like, I noticed that Ash very just very flippantly announced what her age was in her bio, and I'm like, yeah, I'm that's not going to do old that. old people do. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do that. Just think and so I gave like some cultural markers to give people an idea of my generation. It was things like Punky Brewster and um oh shoot. I don't remember, but I gave like three examples. Oh, Jim, truly outrageous. Because I'm sure Ashley has no idea what I'm talking about cuz I'm talking about cartoons from the 80s. But I was like, that's that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I was like, she's so flippantly. Yeah, when it, before you turn 30, before you turn 35, you very flippantly talk about your age. Once you get on up there, you don't do that no more. No, you ain't having that. I didn't do it out of spite. towards. I know you didn't. I just thought it was really funny. It is funny. So you've put out your PSA. Don't leave your brains at home. I like it. I agree. So... I want to share with everybody a post that I saw on Facebook that I think is really <laughs> applicable. I think it's really appropriate for what we got going on right now. And so it, they said 2020 is going to be a synonym for crazy for the rest of time. And so they gave some examples so that you can have it in a sentence context. Yo, man over there is a little, you know, 2020. <laughs> things were going a little
1: twenty twenty on my end, so bear with me.
0: Yes. I like this one too. I gained control of the car for a moment, Your Honor, and then things went 2020. Yes. Maybe the people who have accidentally left their brains at home, when the police stops them, perhaps they should be like, I'm sorry, uh, things went a little twenty twenty. Do you think that would help them? It
1: might lighten the situation a little bit for sure. Honestly, when you sent me, you sent me a copy of this meme and my, at my work, I'm a massage therapist. I had someone who needed to check out and pay for the service and it wasn't working. And I was like, this just goes right along with this year, doesn't it? So I think that this.
0: I think this is just the next step in how we talk about things. Absolutely. Because we've been talking about like, well, I mean, I guess if anything else breaks, it's just. Chalk it up to 2020. So I like the fact that we're just going to use 2020 as a synonym now. I like it. I think it's good. We've just
1: written off this entire year. It's also funny to me. I went back through my Instagram post for my business, and sure enough, on January one, I had written, "It's going to be a good year."
0: I deleted it. I deleted it right then. <laughs> you want to delete that history? You don't want. That I to never even wrote be- this. <laughs> I was so wrong. Forgive me, please. You know, I am one of those people that try to find the silver lining, that try to find the positives that came up. It's like we had a whole conversation at work about what have you learned about yourself or about your family or just about life during quarantine. And I just, you know, I mean, I think there's been a couple of things, but really I am crazy I guess I'm 2020 when it comes because I will tell you that during quarantine I have added a couple of more balls to my juggling routine yes you are
1: literally 2020 you're insane when everyone (laughs) else is like just giving up and is like put on some sweatpants and watch dance moms for the rest of the day you're like getting up at five working out In adding on to my education for my profession, taking charge of all the people that I work with, I'm going to do this extracurricular task. I'm going to be a great freaking mom. I'm going to make sure everyone has face masks. And I'm going to make sure they're color-coded. Like, you are killing it. I do not have color-coded masks. You don't. That was a little excessive. But you're definitely picking up the slack that I'm not doing. So thanks for that.
0: You get a bed. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. Appreciate that. (laughs) We are still taking um, new badge ideas. We are still working on our quarantine badges or our adulting badges, whichever version of the badge that you would like. Um, But we're still taking ideas for that. We want to hear from you for sure. One of my best friends is a librarian. And so, like, I think that she definitely deserves the new normal badge because she works at the library she's in charge of like adult programming or whatever they have started doing curbside at her library so is this like where
1: you pull up and you're like I really like mystery books with
0: this age group like is she doing all that kind of stuff so they call ahead to order it and they can actually like pick specific books or recently, she's done this thing called brown bag books where, yes. like, you just give, like, a genre or something, and then they they pick books for you.
1: Yes. My favorite bookstore does this. They call it the blind, date, blind book date, yes. and they write just a really short description on the front of the book, and you buy it or, in her case, rent it, or rent it at a library. Check it out. Yes. And, <laughs> okay, make fun of me. I'm a 20-year-old. My vocabulary is not as extensive. So (laughs) when we're checking out
0: our books at the library, uh, some of them end up being really good. I think it's a cool idea. I love it. I think it's a really great idea. And she definitely earns a new normal badge for that. I I do think that. But we want to hear from you. What are your ideas for quarantine slash adulting badges? Y'all, I've been adulting really hard this week because I've been back at the gym, which means two days this week I have woke up at 4.45 in the morning. Nope. (laughs) Mom and I talked about this today
1: because she goes to the gym at 4 in the morning. She has to get up at 4 to be there at 5. You cannot convince me to put on pants at 4 in the morning. If there was a fire... Naked Ashley will walk outside, lay down in the grass, and go back to sleep. I could
0: not. You now, the alarm starts going off at 445. Sometimes I don't get up until around 5. But the only days that I do this right now are the days that I go to the gym and I go meet with a personal trainer. But, yeah, that is the days that I'm really glad for pre-workout. I do drink a pre-workout to kind of help help get the juices flowing because, Lord have mercy, it's rough. Is your pre workout crack cocaine? Because that's the only way I'm getting out. No, uh, it's not crack cocaine. It's actually all natural stuff, believe it or not. Look at me. All natural. She just used air quotes for all natural. She's trying to insinuate that I use drugs. I love that I use air quotes on a podcast. Let me just put that up. That's how come I felt. So, again, we are not, we are currently socially distanced. Recording our podcast and so but we'd like to see each other face to face So we facetime or zoom each other so that we can actually see each other's facial expression That's the reason why I had to tell you all I ha- I bore witness to it with my eyes I had to make sure with my mouth. I told you she just used air quotes for all natural Whatever girl, whatever
1: checking out them books and doing smack to go to the gym early in the morning.
0: I'm using all the slang terms. I'm not really sure what I'm talking about at this. She's gone. Twenty twenty, folks. Yep. Go like a doorknob. Go like a doorknob. Oh goodness. The lid mouth has hit. Let's move on. <laughs> yes. So there was a couple of things that happened on TikTok this week. We normally do TikTok later on in the podcast, but I had to talk about it earlier this time because these things. I have to talk about them because I cannot hold this horror all by myself. In I'm fact, not ready. This is bad. I'm actually going to reverse the list that I wrote down for us so that we kind of ease into it. Because the last one that we talk about is going to be a little, it's a little extra. It's a little, it is 2020 supersized. Like I can't even. So, the first one, I have found an account. Actually, my husband found the account. It's an account, and I Our cannot... technical
1: e- support supervisor
0: found this. <laughs> That's another title for him. Uh, so, it is an account. I cannot tell you the name of the account because it has really bad words in it. It has the GD word in it. It's like GD Gopher. Anyway... Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, if my mom ever finds this podcast, she's gonna whip me. She's gonna whip you for being friends with me. I've already talked about the pip,
1: crack, cocaine, smack. Like, we're just gonna roll
0: today. So, this whole account is devoted to the war that this man is waging on the gophers that are digging holes. In his yard. He's greedy gophers. <laughs> On top of the fact that I found out this man lives in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, of course he does. So, how did I find this out? The very last one, the very last post that I saw of his was him taking a garden hose and sticking it into the muffler of his vehicle and then stuffing the garden hose down into the gopher hole. He has tried fireworks. He has done all kinds of things, and now he's trying to smoke them out with exhaust. But they have torn up his yard. Like, he's got, like, multiple gopher hose. They are legit in a war with one another.
1: I don't know what to say. Like, what did he do to these gophers to piss them off?
0: It don't take much, man. I'm just throwing that out there. My dad has had had to wage a war of sorts on moles before because moles will tear up your yard. Well, how did your dad get rid of them? You could totally give this man advice. No, we're not talking about things that my father does to exterminate pests. Oh. Mm. We're not going to self-incriminate. Got it. What, well, what that would likely end up with is the call to the complaint department. <laughs> <laughs> PETA will be on our butts. My, my father, I think I've said this before, my father is a hillbilly, and he takes care of things in a very hillbilly type way.
1: We are not responsible for our
0: parents' actions. No, there is no, okay, so I have, I actually have nicknames for my parents. And these are the nicknames that I t- use whenever they're doing something sassy. And my dad is Kenny D. And my mom is Mary B. My mom, her middle initial is, starts with B. And my dad's name is actually like, his first name legit legally is Kenneth. And nobody calls him that. Everybody calls him Dwayne. But we had a neighbor back in the day that would always call him Kenny. Like, and he'd be like, it's Kenny like that's how he would call us and be a, so when my dad is acting sassy I call him Kenny D. And so Kenny D is the one that exterminates pests and we probably shouldn't talk about how. Okay. Oh, well don't tell me. Okay. Well, I started trying to do hand motions and I think I even shocked her a little bit. See no. My dad is so infamous with what he does when there was a snake at my office. One of my new employees was like, We need to call Amanda's dad to come up here to the office to take care of this for us because I know he'll take care of it because I can't go in the office if there's this snake on the walkway in front of me. He is a professional exterminator. It might not be done the
1: right way, but it will
0: get done and it will not come back. One of my really young memories is actually him being in the shower. And running out the back door with shampoo still in his hair and a pair of swim trunks to kill the snake that was in the, in the sprinkler in our backyard.
1: He stopped his own personal shower to go kill a <laughs> snake during its shower. Yeah. That seems rude. He ran, but he didn't even bother. like rinse out his hair.
0: No. Mm-mm, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I, it's one of the funniest memories that I have of a child as a child because of him running out in his red swim trunks and his shampoo flying off of his head. Goodness. We could have just gone inside and let the snake live until my dad got done with the shower. But apparently that's not how we handle things in my household, my childhood home.
1: It sounds like your dad is like ready and in action to kill all pests at all times.
0: That's a pretty accurate description.
1: That's great. Well, next time I have a bat in my studio, I will be calling your father. Now that I have this pertinent
0: information, I will. Speaking of bats, we're going to talk about bats later. Yes. In the podcast, believe it or not. Nose bats? No, not no. Not, not, no. Not boogers. There's no bats in the belfry. I'm legit going to talk about bats later in the podcast. I promise you, we will come back to that. All right. Next on TikTok, Ashley sent this to me. I don't believe it. I haven't researched it yet. What is it? Um, so the FDA? someone,
1: yes. Someone way up high. It
0: would be the FDA. It's the Federal Drug Administration.
1: That's what I thought. They just approved a new video game that treats ADHD. And I think it's genius if it actually works. They say you can just play it uh, 15 to 25 minutes every day and it will start to reverse ADHD. Not only will it help you work through
0: it, but it will start to reverse it. So we have to go back to the fact of what my life's work is, is that I'm a mental health therapist and I have the... Capacity to diagnose people with ADHD. So I really have to look. It Ashley's asking for me to diagnose her right now. I swear to God. Y'all. It's her fault. She is friends with a mentally unstable person. I want you to go look at the bio that I wrote for our Facebook page today when I wrote that I was a mental health therapist and I said, no, I won't diagnose you and I will not judge you for whatever you comment. That's what I said. So no, I will not diagnose you, Ashley. I will not. Fine. Go find someone else to do your bidding, okay? I will. Thank you so much. I really have to research this ADHD video game. Cause it sounds like total bunk to me, but if the FDA to me, (laughs) I I don't know. I, I just, I think I would really need to learn more about this and understand like the science behind it, because it feels like to me that it would actually overstimulate the brain. Which may actually work with ADHD, now that I think about it. Because sometimes in children, you treat ADHD with caffeine because it hyperstimulates the brain and helps everything kind of catch up. So, you actually, well, you treat ADHD not with caffeine, but with a stimulant. Stimulants are not advisable for adults.
1: Yeah, we all took them in college.
0: I did not. I didn't. That was a good
1: it was I was a good unfair.
0: girl. I, I was actually married to my first husband while I was in college. Good grief. Yeah. You notice I have a second husband, so
1: let's just put that out there. I um, told my mom today what my second husband would look like, and she thought that that was the funniest because I'm still married and I'm happily married. But I was like, I want my second husband to be blank. And she was like, Are you? is this a goal? Like, what are you doing right now?
0: What's the plan here? Like, what's the end goal for this? Oh, okay. I'm open. Just trying to always be prepared. Okay. All right. You're going Boy to Boy Scout motto your way into a second husband. Cool. I like it. So now has come the time for us to talk about the worst TikTok I've ever seen.
1: I'm not ready. I'm going to let you do this one. Okay. Here are the adult perspective, so I think that's the best. Never mind the fact that you were the one that sent this to me.
0: Of course. I'm on the dark side of TikTok. That's the only way you could find this. I will tell you that I did not do a deep dive on this man's profile to see if this was done in jest. Because I was so disturbed by the whole thing that I... Just couldn't go there. I didn't I don't think I really wanted to know. It was a question I didn't want to know the answer to, so I just didn't subject myself to it. This is a TikTok that leads you to believe that this is an adult male who's probably mid-30s. Maybe late 20s, maybe. I'd have said late 20s. I think he's younger than me. But he's an adult. He is over 18. Oh, by far. He can drink. He can smoke. He can vote. He can be called up for a draft if we need it. But this man appears to be breastfeeding. So much so that
1: he needed to go into detail what he does when his milk supplier goes out of town, and he's left without, oh, my, I just, I can't. I was going to say fresh milk, but I can't.
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh. Like what he does when the when the source is not readily available, available to him. He doesn't like, can't. go for almond milk like the rest of us. Like, I can't. I can't. Y'all. Ashley, I think I think she needs to get off TikTok for like a month to just reset her algorithm on there because this is the crap that she's finding on there now. For Ashley's fun. mental health, I think that we should start a campaign. We're going to get signatures on on a petition to get her to like take a break to potentially reset her algorithm. I love that now TikTok tells you you need to take a break. They're like, "Whoa, you've been scrolling too long." Oh my gosh! Yes, that. But that only happens to me. It, I don't know how they decide when they're going to put that in there. But it only happens to me when I've been on there for a red hot minute. Me but too. they'll be like, "Hey, TikTok is great, but so is taking a break." <laughs> it's supposed to guilt you probably into taking a break. Ashley's probably like, whatever. She probably feels like. Whatever to that, in the same way that I feel whenever Netflix asks me if I'm still watching, which I think is the judgiest thing that a streaming platform does. Yes, it should just continuously play. I don't care if I fell asleep five episodes of Friends Ago. I will find my place. Don't you judge me. And it should automatically skip
1: the beginning credits, like the little theme songs. Now,
0: Netflix does that. Now... Friends is on HBO Max. Yes, my husband did buy me a subscription to HBO Max so I could watch Friends. That was really legitimately the only reason why. And they have very minimal ads, which I like, but they do not skip the opening credits. But do you really want to skip the opening credits of Friends and miss the like when everybody's clapping? You all know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about, but I think of it as the
1: office theme song. Do, 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 do.
0: So that's what goes through my head. I don't know that I even gave that do, 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 but yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I can appreciate that. But yeah, I just don't feel like a Friends episode would be a Friends episode if I'm not able to like... <laughs> to be able to clap. Yes. Well, it actually, if because I'm now on the rewatch, obviously, uh, it changes regularly. What they have, the the opening credits of Friends changes constantly. I actually enjoy that. So, yes. So that's all of the TikTok trauma that has happened in the last week. I'm going to go back to Bunny, the talking dog, who presses the buttons and says, Outside, Mom. Love you, Mom. Because that's what I can handle. I can no longer handle the dark web of TikTok. However, it does give us some interesting things to talk about.
1: It's so good. It's just so good. It's like the perfect train wreck.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I I do give you that. So, Ashley, we know she wastes her time on TikTok. I, I totally get that. But there are several things that I waste my time on that are not TikTok that I wanted to share here just in in the effort to be fully disclosing how I waste my time. (laughs) So um, I spent a pretty good chunk of time on something called the Freddy Meter. So it is in collaboration with YouTube it is called the Freddie Meter, and it's it is how oh, a quiz, I guess you could say, where you are tested to see how much you sound like Freddie Mercury, lead singer of Queen, amazing rock star voice, once in a lifetime type vocal. Comparable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so much so that there are there is like audio. <laughs> From the Queen movie that is actually just Freddie instead of anybody else because Freddie's the only peop- only person who could do it. So um I I sang a song because I just had to know. What percentage did you get? Sixty-eight percent. I
1: failed. That's that's not bad. I would I brag think about that. I'm s I would round it up to 70. So I'm 78% as cool as Freddie Mercury.
0: So that makes me feel less like I failed. I think one one of the reasons and they placed a lot of emphasis on this with the score was because I sang the right notes. I am a am a former music major. I'm going to sing the right notes. Like they played the music, so I had the background music so I could sing the right notes. I knew what key I needed to be in. So like I was able to sing the appropriate notes and have the appropriate rhythm because because, yeah, that's something I could do. So they put a lot of weight on that. So I think that's probably what gave me my score. Because my actual, like, timbre, which is kind of like the quality and sound of your voice, is nothing like Freddy's. Nothing.
1: But you literally, just in talking about it, proved that you're above average. Okay. You're so hard on
0: yourself. Okay. Why do you think I'm – I mean, okay. I mean, I was around average with it, but I am not – You were like, I failed, but you didn't fail. You got above average.
1: Okay. The majority of humans on this planet, whether they have their
0: brains or not, got well below you. Yeah, but I think about it from the perspective of if I had gotten a 60% on anything when I was in school – My mama would have whooped my butt.
1: Do I need to call her right now and ask if she wants to whoop you for not hitting the
0: Freddie Mercury notes? No, she would not. But I'm just saying that I equate. She wouldn't want to whoop my butt. She'd laugh a lot. Um, But she would not want to whoop my butt. But that is what I equate that 60% to. That is a failing grade. 65 and
1: below is failing. 60 is a D. Am I we too? We'd have,
0: been, we have we such would, different
1: personalities.
0: <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't have ran in the same circles in high school then. I was an <laughs> all A, very
1: type A. I helped teachers on my breaks. i just adapted a new
0: lifestyle. Okay, appreciate that. I get that. I did actually make a D in a class in college. Like that was my final grade. I. Cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Um, My mother had to console me. But it was the course. The course was logic. It was logic. Which is basically where you take and diagram out arguments. There was nothing logical about logic. However, it is a class that my husband would probably freaking ace.
1: Yes, very much so
0: just because just because of who he is. absolutely.
1: I only failed one class in college, and it was Geography. but it was it was like social geography I don't even honestly, I don't even remember the name of the course
0: because I failed it so badly. <laughs> now, the D was considered passing, and I didn't have to make it up. Hallelujah. Because that was rough. My mom was like, it's okay. You never have to take that class again. I'm like, thanks, yes. mom. Because you all, I was in, my bachelor's degree is in music. We don't defend and and diagram arguments at the music school. We beat ourselves up because we didn't get two hours of practice a day or something. Like, that's what we did. You went to music school too, didn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, you know how it goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. No. We don't care about logic. We just care about our notes. So, I spent a lot of time singing like Freddie. Then I also discovered, and this one is for you, that if you send anything to Joe Exotic in prison, he will sign it and send it back as long as you include a return postage paid envelope.
1: I'm here to let everyone on our podcast know that I fully intend to mail Joe Exotic a flip-flop because you can mail a flip-flop in the mail without putting it in an envelope. You just write directly on the, on, on the flip-flop who you want it to go to, and they will ship it. So he the can prop, just send it right but, back.
0: But no, he couldn't because he wouldn't have returned postage. Oh, I'd have to put
1: it in a Ziploc bag and put the postage in the Ziploc bag. <laughs> I'll I don't figure out a
0: different way. You got to figure out. A di- so here's what you could do. You could mail him an envelope. You could mail him the flip-flop in an envelope and then tell him that he can mail the, um, mail the flip-flop back without the envelope. Here's the problem, though. If it has Joe Exotic signature on it, you are running a great risk. Of someone seeing that it has Joe Exotic signature on it and just stealing it from the mail.
1: You're right. I need to send him like stuffed animal tigers, weird crop tops, jean cut off shorts, trucker hat. You can't wear any of that. Not for him to wear, for him to sign and then send back to me.
0: Oh, okay. So my daughter plays Animal Crossings. Yes. Ashley loves it. We, we actually create Ashley her own little videos of, of her, of my daughter walking through her animal crossings. My daughter has never watched Tiger King because I do strive to be a good mom that shows her age appropriate materials. But girlfriend has her a tiger outfit on Animal Crossing and it is legit like a t-shirt that is just full tiger and she calls it her Tiger King outfit and it cracks me up. That is funny. My cousins,
1: they're all much too young to watch the show. They've not watched it, but my mom taught them the Carol Baskins, killed her Husband, husband Whackton. Whackton. Yes. So they just walk around saying that all day. They don't know who she is. They have no idea. But they're just walking around singing about how she killed him. There you go.
0: Tigers. So um, because you went to Trader Joe's, I'm imagining that's how come the next thing on our list happened.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: I have a weird life. So
1: I had never tried everything bagels. That's what I've learned that their name is. I've called them everything but the bagel bagels. And so I've never had one before. Um, And so my mom was like, you have to try these. And I was like, okay, whatever. We've had one every day of the week this week. And I bought a pack to stick in my
0: freezer. That's so many carbs, but they're so delicious. So I really enjoy everything bagels. I currently really like the Dave's Killer Bread bagels. That's their brand. I really like them. Uh, it's a healthier brand of bread, um, but I really enjoy their bagels. They have an everything bagel. Here lately, I have been eating an everything bagel with cream cheese and more everything but the bagel seasoning. Yes, that sounds delicious. So more of the the seeds and the garlic and the onion powder and all of that kind of stuff. Extra. That sounds delicious. It is very 2020. Very crazy. Love it. My husband thinks it's a little wild. At Trader Joe's, you can buy everything but the bagel seasoning. So it's the seasoning, just not with the bagel, obviously, which is called it's called everything but the bagel seasoning. I put that crap on everything, legit. I know people like them, Frank's Red Hot, and I know that the whole motto is, I put that beep on everything. I get that, but that's how I feel about seasoning like i put it on cottage cheese i put it in chicken i just put it in all kinds of random things that i just want to try
1: well it's delicious i don't blame you a bit i also bought philly cheesesteak dumplings like uh like buns steamed buns yeah and i am pumped
0: to try those just thought i'd check I- I buy a lot of their seasoning there because their seasonings are really cheap and they have good seasoning blends. And I also really enjoy, they have a good salsa selection. They do. Yes. They do. I like the cowboy caviar. So it's a black bean and corn salsa that has like a smoky, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. It's like a very smoky with a little bit of heat, but it's very good. And I like to mix it up in eggs, believe it or not.
1: Man, I could do tra- We could hang out at Trader Joe's any day.
0: I think my retirement job, I may work at Trader Joe's. I just enjoy the vibe. You wear a Hawaiian shirt, you get to be nice to people. I, I like it. Is it is so chill in there. It is. I really enjoy the vibe there. I think that that might be my retirement job. Some people want to be greeters at Walmart. I think I want to work at Trader Joe's. It's a good one. So now we have to talk about something that ash wastes her time looking at okay
1: i don't like the way you just started that and i also think it's funny the way you titled it in our document ways i have wasted my time recently sticking things up their bum so it made (laughs) it seem like
0: that's how you wasted your time because you technically wrote it I did technically write it, but this has been an ongoing conversation topic with you and I f- for probably the better part of a year. I am
1: so interested in the weird, just not like the, ab- I'm not saying you're weird, the abnormal, the anything but the regular. So I follow this Instagram account and honestly, she's the one who was like, this is something that happens all the time. People stick the weirdest stuff up their butts. She has posted pool noodles up to people's lungs. She's posted Yankee candles, the whole, like, the big one, the family-sized Yankee candle. She takes an x-ray of the person, just to be clear. And you can see this item, like... Very clearly outlined. Waist
0: deep into these people, yeah. So here's what's really funny. People, so my husband, I probably should say not people, my husband likes to make fun of my love of the medical shows on TV. I'm not talking about like the the actual like informational medical shows, I'm talking about medical dramas like freaking Grey's Anatomy and ER. I was yeah. an avid ER watcher back in the day, and then that switched over to Grey's Anatomy. And I have watched Grey's Anatomy. I will watch Grey's Anatomy to the bitter end, you all. I am I am too committed to the characters at this point, even if the show is not nearly as good as it used to be. I'm committed. Okay, so they everybody wants to talk about, that's not real life. That's not how things are. I crap you not. There was a whole Grey's Anatomy episode where they talked about and they pulled out a box of like the greatest hits of things that got pulled out of people's bums. So it is reality. It is.
1: And this is off topic, but that is literally how I was diagnosed with a rare brain thing is because of Grey's Anatomy. All this stuff was happening to me and... Doctors had no idea. My mom watched a Grey's Anatomy episode and was like, this sounds so similar to what you're going through. And she took me to the ER that
0: night. ER, not ER, Grey's Anatomy saved your life. It did. Thank you, Shonda Rhimes, for writing Grey's Anatomy. Thank you You for saving
1: everything that you create, because all her stuff is so good.
0: Yes. By the way, if you have never read her book, The Year of Yes... It is an amazing book. Mm -hmm. That's like a total, like, that's not funny at all. Like, that's just real life stuff. But, like, I read her book. It was such, like, a great, like, refreshing book to read. And it was really empowering and enlightening. What was really enlightening about it was just kind of this powerhouse brain behind all of these great shows and how she lives normal everyday life. It was just, it was really, really cool. I really, really encourage you to check it out if you are interested in, in that in any way, because I, I promise it will actually over deliver on anything that you, that you are wanting to get out of it. It was an amazing book. It sounds
1: legit. Now I want to read it. Yes. I mean, and you, you owe Shonda enough to read her book because I she made the episode watch she's let me watch so much
0: tv i should educate myself a little bit so the next thing here comes the bats okay i had forgotten until this episode during the middle of this episode that ash has actually had a couple of bats Show up at her massage therapy studio in the building where she is. She's in an older building. Apparently, there's a hole. No. And the bats are getting in. Clients were injured. They didn't even no. know what happened. No, this all happened when clients were not in the space. But I forgot that you had some experience with bats. So I think that I've talked about it here on the podcast before. We've talked about how you get ads on social media and very often it's based upon things that you're looking for, things that you've already shopped for previously, uh, things you're interested in, things that your Alexa overhears you talk about. I don't know. I don't understand how deep and and paranoia-inducing that it is. However, I have contended for a long time that my Facebook algorithm for advertisements is broken. I doubt it. It really is, though. Nope, you're just into weird stuff. Because I get advertisements regularly for skateboarding parts. I have never been on a skateboard and never desired to get on a skateboard. They try to sell me camping equipment. This girl don't camp. Mm-mm. I, I know... Tent life is not for me. Mm-mm, no, I like my tempur bed with the adjustable base. Yes, I have an old people bed. Yes. So no, 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 it's not accurate. And then this week, Amazon advertisement on Facebook. Tried to sell me a bat shelter. A bat shelter? Are the bats in danger? So what it is, so you know how you have a birdhouse where a bird would go in and would build a nest or whatever? Apparently a bat shelter is similar, but it creates a very small enclosed space. Like it's up against the wall. It's a very closed space and they go like up underneath of it and they build like a little hidey hole in this bat shelter because I had to look it up because, I mean, I didn't know what a bat shelter was. So yes, my algorithm is broken.
1: I also feel like if you hung a bat shelter near your house, eventually they would just shelter
0: in or around your house. Here's the thing. There is some benefit to bats. Don't they kill bugs? They kill bugs. They eat small rodents. They'll eat mice. Um, So there is some benefit to bats. I just don't need them to benefit near me. I don't like anything flying. I don't trust it. Now, I don't mind birds. You all know I've got a bird fe- feeder. I enjoy birds. I enjoy my hummingbirds, especially. But no. So I Amazon apparently is on a mission to show me all of the freakiest crap that they can to scare me half to death. I did not need to know that perhaps my neighbor next door has a bat shelter. I didn't even need to know that that was a possibility that someone near me could be purchasing something like that to encourage bats to be near me. I didn't need to know that. Is that going to keep you up at night now? Maybe. Oh, dang it. So prior to the show starting, the next thing that we did is Ash and I took a couple of quizzes. And we're going to share the quizzes on the Facebook page. By the way, the Facebook page is live. We want you to like the pod, like it and we want you to share it the other thing is is that whenever we talk about different things that we see we're trying very hard to put up links for videos and pictures of things that we see that we're sharing about on the podcast for instance on I put this up today for instance on the Facebook page I put up an old video of the sin and repent van so you can see it in live action it's legit the video that I sent to Ash, uh, cause you can hear me saying, Oh my gosh, Ash, look like you, yes, yes. So, because the sin and repent ban is moved. So I put it up there today. So our Facebook pages blob and we want you to definitely check it out. And we will put these quizzes on the Facebook page. But the first quiz was, What is your quarantine personality? And so this was a quiz that was put out. By the Boston Herald, and it just is supposed to kind of identify. It asks you like ten questions. It's not a very long quiz. Asked you about what kind of personality that you're bringing into the quarantine. So Ash took it, and so Ash, what was your quarantine personality? Um, undoubtedly, I got couch potato. Which I mean, you know, there was some couch potato moments for you during during most a lot of your quarantine. I thrived
1: in that environment. Um, Just being able to not do anything and watch Dance Moms was really, like, I made it a point not to do anything because usually I fill my time so crazy. I'm down with it. I accept my couch potato ranking willingly.
0: So I got hoarder. A hoarder? What
1: are you hoarding?
0: I'm not hoarding anything, but they say that I'm worried about not having enough of what, you, what I need, and I'm stocking up. That's what they're saying. However, when the question asked me, when you go to the grocery store, what's the first thing you get? I selected arts and crafts supplies so that everybody stays busy. That's what I said. I did not say that I need bread or toilet paper. This has really made you upset. I just don't think that they know me.
1: It was not They're accurate.
0: In- correct. So because I don't like that quiz results. And honestly, that a- was based off of eight questions. Right. Because- very
1: specific eight questions. It didn't ask if I got a job at a farm and worked with horses all the whole quarantine. No. It was no. a very specific
0: Yes, Quiz. so it was definitely skewed. It, it was fun, but it was definitely skewed. So then the next one that I had was a BuzzFeed quiz, and this one was longer. It was 66 things. Um, have you done these things during quarantine? And it was just kind of saying... What kind of, I don't know, I think it was basically judging you for who you are based upon the things that you did during quarantine. So there was 66 things, some of them being like making your bed, getting out of bed, changing out of your PJs, doing the dishes, surviving homeschooling, cleaning things out, gave in and finally bought Animal Crossing was one of them. We did that actually at our house because our kid got it. And so so there was all of these questions, 66 things that you could check off. So Ash, have you tabulated your results?
1: I have. It says, I'm going to read the whole thing to you. You checked 31 out of 66 on the list. We're proud of you. Doing things and feeling productive is especially difficult right now. But look at everything you've accomplished. But then at the end it says, I doubt you've done more than 7 of the 66 things during quarantine have you actually you checked more than 25% of quiz takers so they're basically telling me I'm lazy too okay but who made their bed during quarantine really did you make your bed it has to change the sheets and i definitely
0: did every week I, but i didn't Yes, make a bed. i changed the sheets mike makes the bed that's un- that's one of his things like he feels really accomplished and set for the day if he can make the bed so I let him do that. I don't, it doesn't bother me. So I checked 42 out of the 66, and Ashley is just shaking her head right now. And it says that I am superhuman. <laughs> so the outcome of this quiz really makes me feel a lot better about it myself instead of the one that judged me so harshly and said that I was a hoarder.
1: I think this one's way more accurate. You've definitely gone above and
0: beyond with everything during quarantine. Then it says you checked more than 77% of quiz tanker. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I did work. I worked the whole time because, you know, I work in the healthcare field and so I have a lot to do. I, I'm not doing direct care right now. Well, I take that back. I am doing some direct care with therapy. But as far as, you know, I work for a health insurance company. So I was considered essential. You
1: are essential in my life.
0: Mine, too. You're essential to me, too, Ash. That's not good So we wanted to take some time tonight really to... to to kind of turn things towards a serious topic. This isn't an easy topic, but I think it's an important topic and Ash and I spent some time really kind of hashing out how we wanted to say what we wanted to say tonight. And really the reason why we are making the statements that we are is because we both believe that if you have a platform, no matter how big that platform is, that you should use it. And so we wanted to take our opportunity here to make some statements about things that we feel are important for us to talk about as a society, as a people, and really just to encourage and provide a light. So I'm going to let Ash start and then I'll probably finish up. Hey guys.
1: So again, very serious, but not necessarily in a shaming way, just in a, we need to change our hearts and how we listen, and respond to things. So I have noticed um, pretty regularly, especially this week, a family who is from out of town that's come up, and they have said to me, while I haven't had these conversations that we're having now, in any sense of, I'm not making sense. Yes, you are. Okay, I haven't had this conversation so much during this week. Nope, I'm saying it wrong
0: again. Than ever, so really what you're trying to say is that the Black Lives Matter movement and the discussion about race and social injustice, we're talking about this more now than we ever have in our lives.
1: Yes, and I also feel that in certain societal groups it is more of a passive thing like it's not we're not affected as much by it so we see it as something that's kind of far away or something that is happening and it's going to go away quickly where I think um, as a white person or as a human who sees other humans telling the world that they are hurting and they are being hurt And they feel threatened and scared, and their lives are in danger. We are not listening to listen. We are listening to respond a lot of times. And because it's not so prevalent in our life right now, we've taken such a passive role where I believe it is our job to actively, like actively research what we're doing to cause this heartache and this grief and this just like terrible feeling that we're giving other people and ask, how can we help? How can we stop this? Even if we don't mean to be doing it, what are we doing that's causing this? And how can we go back and re-educate and move forward from this? And I don't see a lot of that happening. I see a lot of like passive listening or – some complaining, honestly. And I just think that it has obviously gotten so bad to the point that people feel they need to speak out and we're not taking the time to listen like we should.
0: You know, I think in this life that really what our mission is, and I think that our world would be a lot better place if we would listen more than we talk. And I'm a talker. Um, You know, but being a therapist, I think that there's so many things and so many stories that go unheard. And I think it's really important that we truly have our ears open and tuned in to listening. However, I do think it's important to read the room. There's been some incidents that I've been aware of recently where it's become really aware to me that we are not doing a very good job always of reading the room and reading our audience. It is okay to have questions. It is okay to not fully understand. It's okay to need to be educated. It is not okay to expect people to educate you when you haven't approached that from an, from the right perspective. I think that it's really important for us to do education on our own. There's great resources out there. If you want to know what resources out there, there are out there about how to have conversations with your children about race or how to have conversations with your family about race, or there's all kinds of resources. Reach out to us. We'll help you find resources. That's, that's how we want to support too, is that if, if there is a resource that we can find for you so you don't have to go digging, I, I'm willing to do it. I'll sit up all hours of the night to help you find the resources that you need. It is just not fair to go into a conversation with someone and, and really make them captive to that conversation. And what I mean by this, is if you're not sure that a conversation topic is safe or okay with the person that you're communicating with, then you need to outright ask, is this conversation okay? Because if it's not, then you run the risk of making that person a victim to your conversation. You're making this person a captive, someone who doesn't have a choice as to whether or not they want to engage in that conversation with you or engage in that education with you. I understand that you want to know and you want to understand, but that doesn't mean that you have to force people to educate you because there are people out there right now who are willingly putting up content constantly about how to educate you and how to inform you. You don't have to engage with people in a way that makes other people uncomfortable. It's okay to ask people, I've got some questions. It's okay to go to your friends who are black and and say, I've got some questions. Can I ask you those questions? Do you feel comfortable with those questions? Give them a choice. I know that me as a I am a, I I think I speak decently openly about this. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I don't use victim because I don't like that word. Um, I'm a survivor of domestic violence for my first marriage, as well as my family has had the impact of domestic violence in that my cousin was murdered by her husband several years ago. I don't want people coming up to me and wanting to have conversations with me about domestic violence anywhere and everywhere, just because they know that that's something that I've experienced. There's a time and a place for that. And I would want someone to come to me and say, hey, it's, is it OK if we talk about this? before we get into that conversation, because it may be very, it may, there may be a history of trauma there and of anxiety. Maybe it's difficult for a person. Maybe they've had really, really traumatic experiences related to anything that's happened. And you don't know that history when you're engaging in that conversation and you're not asking permission to do so. So I think it's great that you want to be educated. I think it's great you want to talk about what's going on. Just make sure that you're reading the audience and that you understand that not not every time is the right time to have a conversation with somebody. Ashton, I just felt like it was really important for us to talk about this again. We talked about this briefly a couple of episodes ago, but we just wanted to take another opportunity to to really take advantage of the fact that we have a platform to speak out and to say that we hear and support and we want to listen more than we talk and we want to be someone who provides information and resources to the right people who want to be educated we want to do that we're not here to judge you but i also know that our pages and our podcasts are not a place for hate and it won't be tolerated and so we want to put that out we we don't discriminate or hate against anybody and we won't tolerate that on our pages on our podcast anywhere And so we want to make sure that we are people who are a positive light. That's why we do a funny, silly podcast. We poke fun at ourselves. We poke fun at the Amazon algorithm. But at the end of the day, we really love people. And we love the unique richness that makes us all different and unusual and beautiful. And we want to celebrate that, even if it's sometimes celebrating in laughter. So we just wanted to take this moment and we really... Um, are appreciative for your ears and your listening. And we challenge you to, to listen more than you talk. And I really think that's kind of what we wanted to share with you today. We, we apologize for, well, no, we don't apologize for being serious. uh, But we wanted to take this opportunity to really have this conversation. And we are welcoming to any further conversation you guys want to have. Reach out. You can get a hold of us at ashandmanders at gmail.com or you can contact us through the Facebook page, which is Ash and Manders at G- and Save the World. Ash and Manders Save the World. Um, I guess that's it for us tonight. We really, really, really appreciate you guys listening and taking a chance on some country girls who are just looking at life in a really funny way. We appreciate your time and we wish you the best, best, best possible week. Take care, guys.